of our new podcast, Blunts and Coffee. Hey, man, we want to give y'all a new show with some new ideas, a new perspective from some young, black, successful dudes. I mean, we're we, we doing pretty all right in our field so far. Just, just okay. Just just okay. We're we getting by. <laughs> but, man, we want to bring y'all um, just some new content. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And as a young black person, even just a young individual in America, you might have lost your way. But uh, hopefully, man, we're going to bring y'all some insightful conversations, some, curse, some controversial topics, but also some laughs because that's why I'm here. Oh, no, 100%. I think it's, it's going to be good conversations, just open, honest discussions. You know, it's just about growing as individuals, growing as a group. You know, the whole goal for me is just, you know, to be insightful, you know what I'm saying? Bring something new to the table that maybe somebody didn't think about, you know, there going you go. to work one week. So I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be an open conversation with not only us, but everybody that listens. We want to be fully engaged with everyone that, you know, a part of us, and we want to make things grow. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think for me, um, it's really about the journey. Um, you know, we didn't all do all of this together. It's a lot of things going on right now. COVID, you know, presidential elections, the economy ain't doing too great. You know, it's tough to be a, a young professional these days and, and work up, you know, corporate ladder or entrepreneurially. But it's really about getting through this stuff together um, and, and building that community. And I say all that to say, first and foremost, shout out to my boy, Patrick Johnson. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a Pat Johnson film. Well, gotta, that's me who just film. lit the blunt, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> got a new film coming out soon. Um, and I think that's a testament to, to the saying, you know, overnight success takes years. Been watching this man work really hard uh, day in and day out when nobody's watching, reading a lot of scripts, reading a lot of ideas, and being relentless in his dreams. So um, yes, shout out sir. to, to yes, not only my boy Pat, but everybody like that who's out hustling, trying to make something for themselves. And even though people's not watching you, um, you got to do a lot in the background at night, you know, late nights, early mornings. Uh, keep doing your thing, and it's going to work out. I mean, that, that that's the case, and I got a yeah. shout out. You too, Will. I mean, you've you been putting in that work too, bro. You, everybody here puts in that work. You got the dedication. I think that's what's going to make this podcast special because we're going to challenge each other to be better than what we are right now. I think that's dope. All right, now that we got all the uh, the hugs and kisses out the way, <laughs> we can get down to some conversation, man. And uh, the first uh, topic we want to start this show with, man, was something that just happened. Uh, this kind of near and dear to my heart because I'm a big Ice Cube fan. And so just to give y'all some uh, some background story of what's been going on, our boy Cube, right, got attacked by the uh, the cancel culture uh, police. That's what I call them. But, man, <laughs> so, you know, uh, lately, man, there's been so much going on. And if you follow Cube on Twitter or any social media platform, man, he really been voicing his um, opinions on issues that's been, you know, Dementalizing this country for years, right? And so Cube advised this platinum plan, right? This five hundred billion dollar plan, right? That will go back to black communities, help um, fight, you know, inequalities and our social um, issues that we facing. And so Cube, the man that he is, he say, "I right, let me bring the the documents to the table, right?" So Cube goes to see the Democrats. They tell my boy Cube, "Man, you gonna have to wait till after the election." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So pretty yeah. much, you know, just pushing him to the side, right? Yeah. Cube, then he says, "All right, let's see who else trying to get off." So Cube, <laughs> some people, man, I don't know how you, they, they, oh, I just hate Twitter, man. But Cube goes to the Republicans <laughs> and the, you know the Trump advisors, and you know he talks about their plan, and of course they want to hear Cube out. He, you know, the Republicans got something at stake. You know what I'm saying? They know that Cube got a powerful voice in the black community. 
Now, like when I say the cancel culture police, man, they came for Q because, quote unquote, they say he was working with the enemy, right? But yo, which which this is so mind boggling just to see just how closed minded not only just Americans are, but black individuals. Because I was gonna start off the show like this, yo. At no point in time have any political party been in favor of the black person, right? Whether you're a black man, black woman, you know what I'm saying? Neither the Democrats or the Republicans have ever had us, the black people, at the front of their agenda, right? That's facts, that's so facts. for people who don't know this, they see Cube, you know, talking to Trump, say, yo, Cube, you cooning, you know what I'm saying? You dance, you tap dancing for the white man. Yeah. I say, man, y'all don't know nothing, G. Y'all just, Cube done done so much for black folks, you know, just... You know, throughout his career and stuff like that, he stood and he spoke his mind. He never been quiet, you know what I'm saying? He always had a a, a pen and paper. And now he said he's trying to uplift black. He's trying to get us $500 billion. 100%. You know how much money that, that that could change lives in the black community? But the fact that I guess that you working with the enemy just cancels you out, man. Yo, tell me what y'all think, G, because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of through with these young black radicals, the cancel culture people on Twitter right now. I mean... I've gained so much respect for Ice Cube in the past, you know, few days watching just his overall messaging about people coming at him saying like, well, you, you, uh, you working with the enemy, you a traitor, all this stuff. Dude, at the end of the day, Ice Cube's about the result. That's what it's about. Cam. It's about the result. <laughs> it's not about who you work with or what you do. It's about who's willing to hear you out and say, all right, well, you know what? I see what you're proposing. This makes sense. Let's see what we can do to work with you, right? And regardless if it's Trump, Biden, you know, even if it's some nigga y'all ain't never heard of, if right. we get to the end result and we get the funding for a $500 billion project, you know how much weight that... Nobody would care who did it. They wouldn't yeah. care which administration got it done. They were like, they got done. it got done. And my question is, for the people that are bashing this man, like, if he went to Biden and Biden said... Biden's administration said, not Biden, but his administration said, you know, we'll talk to you after the election, right? Then he goes to Trump's uh, administration, and they say, you know what, we'll heal you up before the election. Why do you think Trump did that? What does that say about the Democratic Party and how they view black social justice issues? In my head, how I look at it is if you know that an election is coming up, there's leverage for the voters. Yep. Voters have leverage. Cube know that. Cube knows this. That's why he went to both administrations to say, "Hey, this is my plan. What are you going to do for Black folks so that way we can, you know, you can leverage our vote?" Why is it that the Democrats just assume that you know we'll just speak with you after the election because they don't care about the, our vote? They 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 feel like they already have our vote, so they don't need to entertain any new agendas or anything like that that's going to help persuade more of our votes because in their head they're like well we already got the black yeah, vote the so why am i going to sit here and talk to this guy about stuff that really isn't going to persuade more votes Voters, our way yeah versus the republican party it's like you know what let's have a conversation about it see what he's proposing because we actually do need more black votes and if this proposal is going to help us get to this point where our administration can stay in power then let's see what we can do about it so I'm just kind of pissed off at why are y'all not pissed off at the Democratic Party for, for not, saying no, right? For saying no and say, hey, we're gonna talk oh, to you some. But throwing us to the side. Yeah, throwing us to the side. Like, I, if I was outraged at Cube, I would be just as outraged, if not more outraged, at the Democratic administration for not saying, hey, this is something that could actually be leveraged to get more votes. So what that tells me is that no matter who they elect or whoever whoever's coming out of the Democratic Party, they already have our vote. And there's nothing that any anything that they could do to remove that vote 
just because of the fact that they're the Democrats. And, they and that's Obama. not right. That's not how that should work. That's just not how that should work. What you think, Will? Yeah, I mean, and so <clears throat> I think that kind of brings it, you know, brings it uh, back to the point of kind of in this election right now, really, the young black vote under 30 is really the swing vote. Yep. You get yep. that vote or you silence that vote, you get the leverage, right? And so um, knowing that maybe we might be choosing between the lesser of two evils, right? We, I mean... Yeah, we always talk about that. I mean, Trump has done some things. I mean, we, uh, you, yeah, we, you don't need to highlight them. You yeah. just, just go look it up, right? And maybe Biden doesn't have our issues in mind. But I remember a young black guy at, at Biden's town hall, um, was that Wednesday, uh, he basically said, you know, knowing that we're the swing vote and we're thinking about choosing between the lesser of two evils, it's a lot of people who say, I have a moral standard to not choose evil at all, right? And Ooh, so the go. real question is, knowing that maybe Biden has a couple of more policies that might help out that he's been talking about, that he's said, right, has been in office for decades in, in some form of fashion in politics, right? Why, as black men, as black people under 30, why would y'all still vote? There's really no incentivization to vote, if being honest, like from a perspective of outside of the fact that... Which political party going to give me the yeah, better which, advantage which, or support me the most? Which one is going to do the most for me, right? And the thing is that if you're looking at it from a holistic standpoint, you're saying, well, neither one of these political parties are going to do anything for me. I got to do this for myself, yep. right? Then it really politics isn't relevant to you because the only thing that's going to be relevant to you is the things that getting you can done, control. Right? And getting it done is just putting your fucking boot boots on and just going out there and hustling, grinding, do whatever you need to do to get your American dream. Mm -hmm. If you know neither one of the political parties are going to do it for you. So, so are you voting? Oh, we definitely voting. I'm Come voting on because I'm doing it out of respect of my ancestors who fought for the right for me to vote. Yes. So out of respect to them, I right will be voting. We definitely voting. The right <laughs> Even though I don't really want to, I'm doing it out of respect to them because they fought and died for our right. And who am I to just yeah. push that to And the I side. think that the biggest thing that people missed on the Q thing was... Five hundred billion dollars, yo! Like the biggest, uh, Bro, the the wealth gap Trump in America change. is crazy, right? It, you you, you <laughs> said it's Trump change? No, yeah. <laughs> I said Trump change, but it might be Trump, Trump change. change. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good brand. That's, I'm not gonna lie, Trump. But like, look into that. <laughs> what, what people don't know is, man, like we 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 need access to financial, uh, you know, opportunity, financial resources. That's what we lack. We lack the funding for programs, right? Yeah. Now if we had that money within our communities. The advancement of black people shoot up. You know what I'm saying? We can yeah. have uh, higher educations, better schools, better uh, hospitals, better resources in our, just community, our own community right here at home, right? Yeah. And we wouldn't have to, you know, venture outside our community to go places and stuff yes. like that. So $500 billion, in, in that sense of Cube doesn't care who's in office as long as the black people are progressing. That is his main agenda. And I feel like that's what people got to see. I, if you're a black person, you should definitely see that. Not to see why the liberal rights, you know, they, they want to just cancel Trump out altogether because they just realize that they're not racist. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but like people understand, yo, $500 billion could do a lot for black folks. And like, it's like cute. Like I'm, I'm the same way, man. I don't care who gets it done as long as it gets done. Like we yeah. live in a result-based society, man. So All that folks. should always be at the forefront of our mind. Even, I mean, sometimes you do got to, you know, you know, pick hands or shake hands with some bad people. And that's like, that's the crazy world we live in. But Cube has good intentions and I never doubted his intentions from the start and I won't do it now. I think, I think to tie to the way these two things that we've been talking about, why should a, a young person have go out and vote and, and ice cube situation. I think to me, the way those two tie together is exactly what y'all said, right? 
why if I'm if I'm under 30, I'm I'm black. Why should I go and vote? It's because we've historically for centuries not had a voice, not had not had I mean not even seen as a person for years. Yeah. Right? So when we got the right to vote, we were a little behind, right? You already had presidents in office, right? You already had political parties set up without you having an opinion. Yep. Right? That's how they started. Like that was late, day one. It's kind of like come late to dinner and get the leftovers. Right, you know yeah. And, and, yeah, that's cold. Two yeah. days later. Like talking about, you know, eat up, right? So like y'all we making, already Y'all making another meal type you know what I'm saying? We already, already started off decades, centuries behind to begin with. And every time we show up to the polls, we give ourselves more of a voice, right? We get four, four years to talk about this discussion of who should be in in uh, the president of the United States, right? And every time we do that, we have more and more of a voice so that guys like Ice Cube can be in a situation where they can go present something to the president. The more often we're quiet, the less opportunities for a guy like Ice Cube or you name it to even have the conversation with a president. Do you think people in 1815 were knocking on the president's door? <laughs> Hell no. Hell That's no. True. That's true. That's the key. And especially at a time like this, I think anytime, every four years, black people have the most leverage and they just don't even realize it. So we don't vote? Not even that you don't vote, is that we don't vote together as a unison. If, oh, yeah. if, if black folks in a majority came together and said, we're Republican, left, right, that shit don't matter. We just want uh, bills and rights and things put in place financially. We should do that every the, four years, right? The law. Say, this is what we want to see, and whoever, whichever party can provide that is the party that, let's say, 95% of black people are voting for. That's a big swing if we can come together. Because anybody that's black wants good things for black people, and people that aren't black still want good things for black people. But why aren't we leveraging that every four years to get shit done? Crazy. We just automatically float to one side or the other because of selfish reasons or because our moralities or, you know, political views. But at the end of the day, if it's truly about the betterment of black people, why not we come together and leverage our vote? Even though we're um, still a minority, but that's a big swing. That makes all the difference. If we could just... It's tough. It's tough. Nobody said it's gonna be easy, but if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. No, I definitely agree, Cam. And just to ease us into our next conversation, let's bring it down a little. Uh, yo, to our local government, right? Yeah. Yo, so everybody, you know, the whole entire summer, of course, after the George Floyd, and even after many other incidents, you know, of unarmed black man getting, you know, killed by the hands of these white policemen in America, bro. It's crazy to live in a time like this, man. And when people talk to me, like, you know, you know, my old folks, you know, how do you feel? Like, do you feel safe? Like, I'm like, no, I'm on edge all the time. And I know everybody's been talking about, you know, defund the police, right? Yeah. Take money away from the police. I'm all for it. And I'm going to tell you why. In the city of Chicago, the C- uh, Chicago Police Department gets $1 billion a year. $1 billion. Do y'all want to know how much education in Chicago gets? I really, it's, it's probably It's sick. 300 mil. Yo, it's like, because the thing is, man, for some reason, you know, they say to stop violence, you got to increase the number of troops. No, the way you stop violence is you increase opportunities in low-income neighborhoods, right? Poverty communities where they don't have resources. They don't have after-school programs. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. That's why kids are on the street, because they stay schools closed. They ain't got no after-school activities to do. I mean, what else they going to do? You know what I'm saying? Can't be at home. You could, We could be taking that money from the Chicago police uh, department and putting that into education. 
how many CPS schools last year? I think 60 schools in Chicago closed down last year, bro. What? Come on, now that's kids out of school or getting district to schools outside their neighborhood. Bro, it's crazy. Like, policemen, man, you don't... When the last time they stopped some bank robbers? When the last time you heard, like, a historic <laughs> policeman, he needs stop crime? Like, police police don't prevent crime. That's the thing, though. Police don't prevent crime. They come there right after the crime didn't happen. Yeah. And that's my take on it. So, definitely, we got to defund the police. They got too much bread, dog. I mean, that's a, that's a valid point, bro. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I think the best thing to stop violence is, like you said, police only come after the fact. How do you stop it before it even happens? You know what I'm saying? It's really just about opportunities, right? Just, just valid opportunities because most, you know, violent related crimes happen due to what? And at least in Chicago, poverty, poverty, what can you and say? Drug poverty and drug frustration. Gangs, you know what Two saying? things that don't mix. Mugs on the drug game and shit, shit happens. You know, gangs and shit. You take that same energy that mugs would put into being a violent gang. If you turn that energy into something positive, like truly positive from the yeah. start. Look at what Snoop Dogg did with the Crips, you know what I'm saying? He turned that into something a little more positive, right? But imagine if you took that same energy from day one, and you come out the womb, you have that positivity and opportunity around you, and that whatever creative mindset you have, you, you put that have into something positive, resources and you have the opportunities or resources to, go explore. to do it. Yeah. And, it's not a, and it's not even about getting a dollar or like going out and hustling and shit from a young age. It's about truly expanding on what you like about. and a passion and things that you want to learn about, right? Sound like Bill Gates to me. I mean, a white man. Yeah, I'm like, like I mean, okay. a white man. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like, that's just, it just exactly. starts from there. Yeah. I mean, equal, if you gave everybody, think about that, if everybody in the United States had an equal chance to be successful, truly. And it's crazy because there's people who really believe that. And they, there's people who, like, uh, increase the funding for policemen. We need more cops. Yo, how yeah, crazy, crazy of an individual do you have to be, man, to think that you need more policemen? That is crazy, and yeah. and what's so crazy about policemen? I know, um, I know, I don't know how it is outside of uh, the state of Illinois, but you know, <laughs> six months, you could be on the streets carrying a gun, protecting the law. It take you eight years plus tests. You know what I'm saying? You gotta go through assessments, background checks to become a lawyer and defend people. You know what I'm saying? Defend the law. You know what? Yeah. Or or practice law. It takes eight plus years to practice law, but you can be, you can have a badge and a but gun. But you said that again in six months. You said six months. Bro, that is on. crazy. Mugs don't get degrees. Bro, in you six talking months. about April from now? You, you know what I'm saying? I could be a cop, and I could be just you know patrolling the streets. That is crazy. That's pretty crazy. And I, and I think, man, you giving someone that much power? Who first of all, there's no way you know the law in six months. <laughs> you know, there's politicians. It was that one politician who didn't know the you know the uh, the first five amendments or the first uh, five parts of the first amendment. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And then she's a you know elected politician. So you think so you can make me? You trying to make me think? That there's a the cop out there who had six months of training. No, he probably know just as much about the law as I do. You know what I'm <laughs> I, I watch cops. You know what right. <laughs> like these guys, you just be pulling. You know, just man. And the thing is, I know there's good cops, and I don't want to bash any good cops. But hey, man, yo, one bad apple could ruin a bunch. And one and one sure. thing I do want to say about cops, bro, I say, man, that is the only profession in the world where you can go to work every day, and the person who sits across from you is a murderer. And he just like roaming the streets, ain't that wow. crazy? And no other, and no, and no other workforce. Talk about you could be in an office. Imagine you going to work every day in an office. You know the dude next next to you who just shot two people last night, <laughs> and he here he here bright early Monday morning just talking about some coffee. Uh, yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, yo? And 
I feel like if you a good cop, you got to speak out, and if you don't, then you part of the problem, not the solution. <laughs> and so if y'all want to, if, if cops want to, you know, be more involved into community, first of all, I think you got to put cops who from a certain community in that community. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Too. If you're going to be a Chicago police department, uh, Chicago police cop, you got to live in the city, man. You can't be coming from Schaumburg or, you know, some west suburb, suburb from trying to police people that you don't even know, that you don't even understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I think that's a big problem in Chicago, man. You got over policemen, over policing and low income communities where they know that, you know How would you feel about like if Chicago police like hosted an event where people in the community come could come out, get to know one each other and like like a barbecue or some stuff, right? You could ask questions about the law. Like the concept of that, right? Somebody gonna get shot. <laughs> Nobody's showing up to that, bro. Let's be one hundred. Nobody's showing up to that. But it's, it sounds cheesy. And cool. First yeah. of all, it, it's not gonna take a couple of handshakes and high fives and pictures to like gain somebody's trust. No, but I'm you, not saying that. You know, it's like from the like you have you have hundreds of years of black of the cops, you know, oppressing black folks. Yeah. Two hundred years is like terror. Three hundred years of terror, bro. You're not gonna win over my trust over a barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Some hot dogs and some chips. It's not about you, nigga. It's about moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm telling we you, we gotta now. move forward. If Cam, you, you say you going to that town hall? I'm definitely not going to that town hall, bro. It, to the, what, the new what is the media going to be the there, bro? It's be like you said, what is the disconnect between the police and the people that they police? Is that they they're they're not from the area? They don't know the people that they're policing. How so get else, to know them? How else are you going to get to know somebody? It's not like you. They just gonna knock on your door. Hey, you mind if I come in for well, dinner and shit? And it just get it, to know it you? starts with education, right? You got to yeah. teach uh, the certain people who are born prejudice. You know what I'm saying? Whether you because you watch TV and yeah. maybe a certain character uh, that you watch idolized, you thought certain people of certain skin tones are like that in real yeah. life, and that's not true, right? And so you, but thing is, you still got people like that, right? Who come to yeah. inner cities and they're white males, and all they know is you know black guys are. Thugs and gangbangers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they just gonna try to police us the way they see fit. You know what I'm saying? They have no educational background on a community that they policing. They don't have no historical content. They don't know the historical significance of the, uh, the community that they policing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And they, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they drive in these neighborhoods every day. And I just say, man, look, I know this good cop's not, my, my, my uncle's a cop, and I never want to bash him because I know he was a good dude. He probably did some fucked up shit he never told me about. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But I feel like, man, it's, I feel like policing, man, you got to at least have a associates. You got to start somewhere. You got to increase the educational <laughs> requirements, the training requirements for these cops because they lack competency. The guy who shot uh, Blake in uh, Wisconsin, right? Literally side hands like a thug. Side, you know, they be shooting like on the uh, like the old uh, G-Unit video camera. Yeah, Grant that photo. Like what? You know what I'm saying? Just, and just shooting this guy straight in the back, man. It's crazy, G, the way that these cops just panic. And they're supposed to have this, this training. They're supposed to equip them for these high-intense situations. Clearly, it's not worth it, and they gotta like come to a solution because I'm definitely not with it. Yeah, no, for real. So you, so you saying you would or you would not defund the police, though? I would not defund the police. I don't think defunding the police is the solution. Where you gonna get the money from? For that, to, this nigga, there's too much money, bro. Have you ever seen the inside of a cop car? I have. The computers and yeah. the height. What do they need that for? Who are they chasing? <laughs> Them niggas be texting, bro. <laughs> They be sexist, man. They be the, the assault man. rifles. There needs to be better. That's the why there's allocation. an army. That's there why there's to, a national guard. There needs to be a better allocation of the money that they currently have. They're there's no reason they have M16s just on deck. If they put the same money from the weapons and the tech that they put in the cars to like actually doing like proper psych evaluations for people that become officers, you pay the right people to make sure that they're going through the right processes coming in. That's going to take maybe even a little bit more money to happen. That's all I'm saying. And I think, I think, I think. We also got to consider 
what's asked of a police officer, right? So we yeah. know we know they do a lot, right? But we know they probably making what 40, 50k, right? Maybe they got an education, maybe they don't, bro. They not they not living lavish. Yeah. But what are we asking police officers to do? We are literally asking people who broke as hell, right, to go risk their lives day in, day out, to go back home and act like everything's okay, right? Go back in the morning, right? You you a therapy, you a therapist, right? You're supposed to be a mentor to people in the community. You a truant officer. Uh, you evaluating other people's uh, 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 psych evaluations. You're supposed to be a cons- like you. The police officers literally are asked to do everything. Don't get compensated for it and to risk their lives. Uh, you know, I'm going to stop you because nobody asked them to do shit. They signed up for this, man. Oh, my God, bro. You this signed on the dotted line. That ain't, nobody that asked excuse, you. Bro. This is true. Nobody that asked you, bro. You do know what you're getting yourself like, you know into. Like, oh, that's why. That's why Nobody it's only. You to do but that's this? why it's only unstable and, ass and people the, do and it. And the cops you talking about, man? I don't know what, what TV show you got that cop from because he sounded like some, some some guy I saw on TV talking about he, a service and community therapist to the to the community. Man, I don't know any you cops me? who. In a, in a perfect world, that's what the the idea of a police officer is to be basically to do everything and be a face Man. and a voice of the community. But this isn't when the original idea of a police officer started that idea and what is it, what actually came about what happened. I was different. It just completely changed. So now we got to reevaluate the definition of what does it mean to be a police officer. Exactly. And what qualifications do you need to have to be a qualified So we definitely officer. agree you got to increase the requirements to become a police officer. 100%. Six I, I months mean, is crazy in this Kind of. It depends. I feel like, I think if we kept everything the same, mug should be damn near going to, first of all, service academies, right, are four years long before you can even be an officer in the military, right? Yeah. Every other branch or every other form of education is way more intense, right? But like, what are we going to ask these police officers to do? Because, like, if I want them to do everything that they're doing now, they mm-hmm. definitely got to get paid more. Something got to change a higher requirements. I would ask the police and an individual police officer to do significantly less. I would literally open up way more mental health institutions, also for the police, right? More so where they can go after, go to talk to a therapist, to go do some consulting, make sure that they're emotionally okay. They might have just saw their boy get clapped up yesterday. And got to turn around on a Monday at 7 a.m. and go save somebody's life. I'm not doing that on back-to-back days. (laughs) I I might need to go talk to somebody. Right? And that's healthy. That's what normal people doing. If you think about, if you get work benefits at like a a major four, um, you know, the the big four, like a Deloitte or something like that. Bro, they got quiet rooms. You could go take a nap off work. You got, they give you like a budget per month for you to like go to the gym, to get some shoes or go get a massage. They not dying every day. Yeah, I know. I definitely agree. I mean, you, you got a true. point. So, like I said, I agree. If you're going to increase the requirements for these cops, you should also increase the compensation. And, and just change what you're asking of them. I would rather have more, like, to do law and order. I think there should be more people who, for example, out in the community just making sure kids in school but don't have a gun. Yeah. It's a different, it's just a different approach. They coming to, hey. Role. Yeah, Why are you not in school this guns. week? But you check, bro. <laughs> they got guns because the police got yeah, guns. I'm just, I'm just throwing out a scenario. That's all. That's a whole nother. Bro. Look, bro. I mean, it's it's a lot of variables, bro. But like, yeah. I would rather have more people who are helping out in in policing by doing things that aren't violent. 
Yeah. Why isn't somebody going to school? Their parents might not be okay. So let's yeah. not shoot them. Let's not do all of that. How about we go have a conversation? How can we go help them? Somebody should dive into that and don't have a gun. And That's law and order too. Even if we can't get to that point. Hold the fucking cops accountable when they fuck up. That's, that's all. That's the thing too. You know, right? What I'm if you don't make, if you're gonna hold that weight and responsibility, and you fuck up, that's true. Because then Brianna you got Taylor Reston, just geez. like in your job, bro. That the higher crazy. you go up in your job, when you fuck up, you gotta take that. You gotta own it and just blow it out. So if somebody, if you shot somebody on the street seven times in the back, you be in jail. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know the whole like this states. You know you stand your ground. Uh, you know yeah. stand your ground states, man. And that you know, I, you know, his um, Breonna Taylor boyfriend went on a uh, talk to Gail uh, yeah. and had the interview and stuff like that. And he said, "Man, the police didn't even like identify themselves." He think at this point he's just getting robbed. You know what I'm saying? So what are you wow. gonna do? The first thing you gonna do in a stand your ground state, you but, gonna pull out your gun and you gonna stand your ground. Exactly. But yeah. but the thing is, the thing is, if we go back, that's why that's why I think we have to evaluate what are we asking the police to do. Yeah. All. So think about this from the from the view of a police person knocking on or not knocking on that door. First of all, you got told to go there because you had evidence that got you a warrant, a legal warrant. Right. You're in there and you don't have to knock. But it's also a gun or a state where you can can legally carry a firearm. Yes. The, in an area where you don't have you don't have to knock to go into somebody's crib yeah. legally, you got set the fuck up. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's, that's what true. are we asking that man to do? And he yeah, got yeah. a family. They shot first of all when they walked in the crib, the boyfriend shot the police a police officer in the leg. They fired back. That's what happened, bro. It's not yeah. like it's not, not like they knew, oh, somebody's sleeping right now. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not armed. Let's go in there. It's violent. They walk in that crib and somebody got shot in the leg. Like we walk in there and can just plow. Oh <laughs> shit. I'm busting back. What you mean? But and I gotta, gotta go better, home and eat that same steak out of that dry ass steak. Last. If it's a standard round steak. That's my point. They just gotta have. That's just what it comes down to. Process, bro. We got, and that's where the voting come in. We gotta, as voters, understand that you should not. It does not make sense to have no knock warrants where you can legally carry a firearm. When they do that, their politicians are literally letting you know, "I'm not thinking about you." Yeah, that's literally, bro. You and you expecting a human being to to not not knock on a door and walk in there and maybe get shot and then. Tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., act like everything's okay. For $45,000? Of course these, of course, people are going to be unstable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what are we asking? That right, makes so no sense. I mean, we, we definitely need some. I say defund. Y'all say improve. I mean, I think we're agreeing on the same thing. <laughs> Maybe we can find a little ground. But, but, but before we get out of the political talk, man, you know we got the election coming up. I need to hear y'all taste right now. Who do y'all think is going to win, and what if that person who does win look uh, does win? What does the next four years look like? Mm. So I'm, I started out. I can get out. I think Biden's going to win. Uh, I have faith in people. You know, <laughs> blind faith. But I have faith in people. I think. Uh, I think I think white people love decency. And if, if anything wins the election, it's that. It's that the um, people, I mean, but what happens behind closed doors happens behind closed doors. But what your children have to see, you know what I'm saying? White people don't like that. You know what I'm saying? If their children have to see the ugliness of politics. 
they was okay with it because it was, you know, behind the dough politics. You know what I'm saying? I what did stream. Behind? I literally streamed the debates on YouTube. The, everybody got instant access, you bro. Know, you you can't your, hide from it, bro. This? You think your kid want to grow up and be a politician? Yeah. He's like, no. But so, so like, I think that white, I think black folks are definitely going to vote. But I think it was really going to win the vote is, just, is these white young people. You know what I'm saying? Young white folks who, like, know that this dude is an idiot. Yo, we need to, even though Biden is not the, the brightest apple in the room, he definitely better than this bump Trump, and I feel like that's gonna be. But Trump, I think it's and, and so if he does win elections, <laughs> and if he does win elections, what the next four years may look like, man, hopefully he can get rid of that that ten k uh, student loan debt because you know I, that could definitely help a couple few brothers out. Bro, that's. But man, yeah. I hope to see that uh, he takes some of this, and you know um, Harris. I hope they take some initiative to help black folks out because she's gonna be the first black female vice president. Shout out to her, you know what I'm saying? What a huge accomplishment! She's from HBCU. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to HBCUs because they always been bastards so for high and you know lower educational uh, standards yeah. than other you know PWIs and stuff like that. But it just shows you it don't matter what school you go to, man. You could you could be the vice president of the United States. So I hope they win. I hope they you know just help black folks, man. Like we've been you know riding this tail for a long time. It's it's, it's time for us to get paid, not reparations or well, maybe reparations. But that's another topic. Oh, what y'all think? What y'all think, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think Biden's going to win, too. Uh, I honestly think Trump knows that Biden is going to win, too, right? That's why he's uh, pushing pushing for that seat to be filled in the Supreme Court, because he's like, man, we, we might not get another yeah. go at this, right? But I think if, if Biden won what the next four years would look like, I think it would look a lot like what happened after Obama got elected. Right, that we first, were like that first term. Yeah, we were like we were like, cause it was pretty bad. That was that was uh, it was right rough. The, uh, it was yeah, yeah, right. It yeah. was rough, bro. Mugs, <laughs> it Mugs was rough. For sure. Yeah, bro. And so we were like, oh man, Obama, Obama finna be the goat. Mugs was like, oh this, he might as well be Jesus. And we were <laughs> like, you need to chill out. He still got to show us something, right? He goes in there, did some solid things, but wasn't necessarily the best with with a lot of his outcomes. But he I mean he did his work, but it wasn't it wasn't crazy, but times were just good. We wasn't that worried. Yeah. Right? And I think we have faith in our, I feel like people have more Exactly, faith in exactly, right? Time. You know, yeah. little little things would make you mad, but overall life was pretty solid. It was pretty solid. I mean, pretty much still I, Trump I picked it back up. Days. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Trump. Yeah. But then so what I like about Biden isn't necessarily that all of his politics are the most or all of his policies are the most um like intelligent, like well thought out. I like the fact that he could just have a conversation with somebody in red and somebody in blue. Yeah, we need like so it's a pandemic right yeah. now, bro. I don't care we about have, if we you need to have conversation. Right, yeah. exactly because it's, it's a pandemic right now, bro. I don't care if you gonna fund if you gonna fund government programs or private uh private companies because you think together. about we, you know what yeah. what side you're red or blue. Yeah, like the way you want to go about business. To, like fuck all of that. With constituencies and shit. Yeah. yeah. We need help, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I, it's I not that's... Trump. Trump can't even have a conversation with people because he's like, oh, no. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, only thinking about taxes and shit like that. Yeah. But Biden say, hey, look, we need to get this done, right? Maybe it's not going to be the most efficient, but and we need to get plan, this done. Yeah. Having that sense of urgency, right? And, and, and being able to speak with people and lead. First of all, we need to rebrand ourselves as a country because <laughs> yeah. it don't look good right now. Don't yeah. People yeah. don't even want to come here no more. Man, people yeah. laughing at us. Bro, you what? Know. We need we need <laughs> help. we need help. <laughs> we need help, right? So I want to have some. I want to see Biden have conversations with China. Oh, that's that's big. what we need. That's what we something need. like that. Trump ain't doing that. Well, you you're not wrong, and I think I think Joe Biden's gonna win. I think people's had enough. 
with the tomfoolery. I think people just want to be able to look at the president and have some sense of pride. Pride. (laughs) Think about that. That's my president. You have to say that. When you see yeah. Trump up there, yeah. regardless if you like him or not, he's your president. president. That's crazy. So I think a lot of yeah, people that's are looking, my president. black, white, Latino, a lot of people are looking at it like, hmm, you yeah, know what, Joe Biden, we, we got to start looking at the totality yeah. of what we want from the presidential seat. Some people are going to vote how they want to vote, but I think professionalism, the fact that he's been in bad spots before being under the Obama administration mm-hmm. coming into 08, I mean, he was still a part of that too. So exactly. I think he knows what the country needs right now. Um, to make sure that we move forward together. Because literally the last four years, there's right a division. lot of division, right? And the only way to grow as a country is to grow together. You can't grow separately, man. It's just not going to work. So so yeah. all of us think Biden's going to win. Yeah. I think... Okay, so I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to ask the question then. So what if Trump wins? What is that going to look like? Yeah, Economically, it's going to be all right. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. like... No, people, no, depends on who you are. It depends yeah. who you are. De- depends on who you are. I'm I don't talking like about my current the- position, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the and overall. The whole, not, I'm talking about the overall economy. The overall economy. I don't think still, Trump looking after me too much. It will. No, he's not, it but will. He's looking over the economy. Like, like the stock market gonna go back up. Yeah, and, that's what and, I'm saying. And boom. But that problem is, is that don't help the employee of Apple. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. You asked what would happen if uh, Trump was back in. I'm telling you, the economy would probably be better. But the flip side of that, we would just. It would almost turn into like the civil rights movement because it'd be the division of the uh, like wealth would just yeah it would it's <laughs> Joe Biden said it best it's like uh, a K recovery right he said the economy's not a V because they keep saying oh the stock market you know went mm-hmm. down went back up Joe Biden's like nah it went like K like a split like the rich are getting richer rich and the poor yeah. getting poor it's gonna be a bigger wealth divide so you don't want a country with a a big wealth divide either when the majority of the people that live there are in the middle class. Let's switch over from the courtrooms and dive onto the gridiron. This year in the NFL has been some challenging circumstances for a lot of NFL teams, you know, due to the pandemic and COVID-19. But I think there's a lot of positives that we can take out of this season, and one of those are these uh, these rookie quarterbacks. So let's let's talk about these guys. Now, I got a quick question about quarterbacks, right? Because we're talking about young quarterbacks in the league, like Joe Burrow came in. He's doing he's his solid, thing right yeah. He's, well, he's just a shitty team, but yeah, yeah, he's gonna be good. He's solid. Your boy Justin Herbert on the Chargers. He's, he's, I didn't know he was he like that. that. He's, like he's that. a confident guy. LSC in twelve. Months. So <laughs> I'm thinking because from their what I'm hearing, still suck though. That's the thing. He's playing yeah. well, but their record still sucks. Well, like from what years. I'm hearing, this guy Trevor Lawrence on Clemson oh is supposed God. to be way better than both of these dudes, right? So I'm thinking like. And I looked, because me, me and Will was talking about this the other day, I looked at all the teams that are just having a bad season. I'm like, what team could use a quarterback and be raw? And I looked at the Atlanta Falcons that are sitting 0-5 right now. Atlanta Falcons 0-5? 0-5, bro. Almost got fired 12 hours after they lost that last I game. I think I'm tanking the rest of the season Oh yeah. to get Trevor Lawrence. With Julio and that receiving core, who I know they need defense too, but I mean, you get a guy you like that. Matt Ryan's out of you know, yeah, he he and that's he, leverage. He's one yeah. of the guys, you know, what I'm saying like the times kind of passed yeah. him up. Yeah, wow, that'd actually be a great play by the Falcons. You know, I mean, I know it's tough because in football, if you, you losing and you getting your ass whipped, whipped every, it's just not sucks. fun. Ain't hard coming to work on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah I know it's dangerous, tough. and you it's not sore. like the NBA and shit. But I mean, dude, if I'm the GM, I'm I'm thinking like maybe I need to move some shit around. Like, right, you just happen. you just bench Matt or you trade Matt Ryan. I don't. That's you what I would do. You trade Matt Ryan. Trade you Matt trade Matt Ryan. Go get a draft pick. 
to draft some defensive players. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like third round pick. But this man, Trevor Lawrence, bro. Yeah. I don't like know, that? God, bro. I don't know. Well, if he put up seventy three points against Georgia Tech. I mean, that's Georgia Tech. Though. I nah, seventy three, bro. In the ACC, that was the highest. He put up fifty two at halftime because he didn't play the second half. Oh God, fifty two at halftime. It was all off D blogs, guys. Not you know, honestly, it was just better than them. Receiver in quarters though, too. But but okay, all right, bro. So I I'm I've been a Clemson fan since Taj Boyd, Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Spiller and all of them. So I always was just a fan who yeah. watched their games. My favorite player in college football right now is actually Travis Etienne, but that's another story. So I was watching them. This was before they played Miami. It was some some garbage game or whatever, or they made it a garbage game. <laughs> but bro was doing some things that I don't you don't see out of college yeah, my, quarterbacks, bro. Trevor Lawrence was doing this. Yes. So for example, like that's we think about Sweeney too, though. No, nah, cause Dabo Dabo coached some other quarterbacks that ain't been Trevor Lawrence, like uh, like my boy who went to Mizzou that everybody's forgetting about. I think his name is Kelly Bryant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the oh, one. Yeah. That, like when last time y'all heard someone say Kelly Bryant? It ain't just yeah. Dabo Sweeney, bro. <laughs> because to where's Taj Boyd? Like, you know what I mean? So, but the offense though, that's what I'm saying. These guys, no, put, no, no, I mean, no, these guys I, put up I, stats I, in college. I got they you. Put up big yeah, numbers in college. But I got you. But his bro, All a lot of Dabo. that difference is. That's true, but that's not that's not what it is, bro. Because it's not because the, the I was actually skeptical because they was just putting up score points, beating shit out of everybody. I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, they steamrolled Alabama because of their defense. Obviously, he finna throw some good balls and it's gonna look good. But if we think about Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes just learned how to play quarterback a couple of years ago. Period. Yeah, that's crazy. Like he I'm was like at he Texas Tech, reckless, defense, not really winning crazy. games, just airing it the hell out. I was not a Patrick Figuring Mahomes out, fan in college because, yeah. bro, bro, bro wasn't dissecting nothing, didn't know the game. He just was a loose cannon. We see yeah. that joint from Texas Tech every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I watched Trevor Lawrence, bro, bro making audibles. Bro is looking people off, knowing where coverages are, seeing high safety. Okay, this the coverage. We're going to run an out route. <laughs> I'm literally looking, staring at the safety. Two, it was a. It was a pause, pause, completely executed, swing pass 15 yards. Bro, it's like he already knew the timing, had rehearsed that so many times based on the, the coverage. Bro, that type of thought process is is like damn near how somebody like Tom Brady becomes the GOAT. Yeah. Right? It's considered the GOAT. Bro, it's slow as hell. But when it comes down to dictating the pace of a game, fourth quarter comebacks, I mean, bro was throwing touchdown passes to lacrosse players in, in the, a Super Bowl. In the right system, he'll do well. Yeah, in the right, the right coach. Because yeah. it all comes down to the pieces that are put around you. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. They go to Falcons, Falcons yeah. Todd Because he can go to the Jones. Jets and he'd be Aaron yeah, Donald. But that man is nice. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That man is nice. So you nice. need because Adam Gates is an idiot. Yeah, not. Oh, he, oh, we was talking about that too, yeah. bro. You, I wouldn't want to go. Because you said, you just, Cam said, uh, so, it bro, if yeah, the so Jets. Yeah, so Trevor Lawrence, they asked, Trevor Lawrence said something, bro. It was like an article about it. They said if the Jets received the first pick, in the draft, Trevor Lawrence said he would most likely come back to Clemson and play right. another season because he doesn't want to go well, to the yeah. Jets. Smart man. Bro, Smart man. and I was thinking just about it. Pay man, yeah, yeah, don't draft me. Hell, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I don't think the Jets should draft him, though, if they get the number one pick. Who they should draft? Jets, they got yeah. Sam Darnold's not terrible. He's not. It's just, it's they got a bigger, coach. yeah, that was saying they yeah. got a bigger problem than yeah. a draft. Then, yeah. yeah, than just one draft. I don't think the Which quarterback's the issue. The best guy. It should get like the best offensive lineman in college right now. They, DM they type shit. If I'm the Jets, oh, I'm so still drafting Trevor Lawrence, but they, nah. that's not gonna fix the problem, bro. Because because it was a uh, thing about with Jamal Adams, bro. It's like, first of all, when's the last time you ever heard a NFL coach get referred 
or uh, uh, mentioned, and they say that guy does not know football. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I've never you are risking that. your life, bro, Muggs, yeah. 35 years old, still hitting hard, and, huh. and your coach don't know football. <laughs> I'm guy. not running across the middle. I'm not <laughs> feeling the B gap. Tomorrow I say, yeah, I got to get up out of here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? <laughs> I, would, I would literally sit out if I'm Trevor Lawrence, but I would go to the Falcons. Oh, yeah. With that shitty-ass defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. and then just turn up. They got a yeah. nice stadium. Oh, yeah. 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 Bro. yeah. I mean, he's from Georgia. He's from Georgia. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. why. Oh, that's that'd crazy. Be, wow, that'll set it off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll sell out games. Yeah, they talk yeah, right tickets. now. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, especially, if, hey, now, especially if the Falcons lose today. Who are playing today? Oh, I don't know. It don't even Packers. matter, man. No, not the Packers. It's the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks and the Packers. But I, yeah. hey, I, I do think as the years come, go uh, go over, man, we're just going to see, I think, more and more black quarterbacks coming in, like, into the league and stuff like that and just dominating because this is the type of offense. This the spread them, shred them. You need the guy who can get to the edge, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's mobile in the pocket, run RPO like crazy. Yeah. And shit, if, if he can run the ball, that's even another dual threat that you can use as an offensive coordinator. It's the year of the black quarterback. And it's probably going to be yeah. like that going forward. I think last year was probably the year the black quarterback when Lamar just, you know, set the tone. And then this is just year two. I think yeah, it's, I think it started last year because you had Pat Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Shit. Russell Wilson was still doing his thing last year. He damn yeah. doing what he was Five doing last year, this year. Just Lamar Jackson was doing Lamar Jackson shit. So it's like. Yeah, we've seen this before. Yeah, right? you know what I'm saying? Like, so, man, and not. I, I think we just got to give Russell Wilson his credit. He's going to be in the GOAT category now here soon. He's going to be – oh, he's definitely MVP this year. He's going to win an MVP this year. And if he wins a Super Bowl, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. But if he wills that team this year with no defense to a Super Bowl, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. You got to give him the GOAT status at that point. You definitely do. I mean, he he deserves one. For yeah. real. All of the, all of the big-time games he's been in. and I mean, historically, his team is pretty unstable. Like, the Seahawks used to be known for defense and now have one of the worst, worst defenses, defenses in the league. Seahawks right now known a little bit more for their offense, but also at some point in time had, like, one of the worst offenses in the league the year after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, they, their structure is just pretty trash. And Russell Wilson is getting that shit done year in and year out, showing the hell up. Five, yeah. eight and a half. Well, maybe not, <laughs> so maybe if he doesn't win a Super if he wins at least two more Super Bowls before you. Damn, two? Like, you got to win two more. Before you yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I could say go set. Because like Tom Brady wins. won six, but if Tom Brady don't do shit on the Bucks, that's going to kind of blow his credibility. So uh, I don't know, bro. It's definitely not a blend. It's just, that's like Mike going to the Wizards. Ah, that was yeah. a blemish. That's that's really a blemish. If you think that's a blemish, it. though, if you're taking it all into consideration. In my career, in yes. Mike's career, if took, LeBron, he took another two years off and if, then came back to play basketball. And still if put LeBron up 18, gets another couple rings, I mean, it's gonna be hard to say Mike's still the goat. Like after, if he gets five, it's gonna be hard to say. Okay, a guy that played damn near twenty seasons at all in his prime, he was at least the top five player in the league for twenty straight seasons, breaking records, and he gets five rings. It's kind of hard to say. You know, Mike is still the goat. After it's like that, having right? the longevity of the longevity. But you're an athlete. You know how hard it is to stay healthy consistently year in and year out. And you getting rings? Come on, bro. bro. I'm just saying it's not. It didn't it's happen. It's definitely going to be a hard conversation. Man. It didn't happen yet, so it has to happen first before we even have the conversation. Oh, Rev, really? But, it ain't no more dialogue about it. <laughs> I don't want to walk away from football real quick, but I saw something online the other day. I want to ask you about, but any other football related. Uh, Topics you want to talk about black quarterback? Well, like I mean, he, he, to your point about Russ, yeah. I feel like it's a little unreasonable to expect two more rings out of him, right? Because really, one he's ring is play for a little bit. 
got a little bit longer. He got well, a little bit. He got a, he got another like I seven, believe that. Six or seven he got seasons. he definitely got another hope that got willing. Right? Uh, yeah. Um but uh not right, yeah, but um I'm thinking like about how just how unstable they program. Like for example, we think about the Patriots. The Patriots have been the most consistent team like I've ever seen, right? In, yeah. in 24 years of life, bro. Like year in and year out, their offense is solid to to great, and year in and year out, their defense will be good. I mean, will no no no, bro. Cam will be good. Just it's just gonna be good. It ain't yeah. gonna be the best, but it's gonna be good. And that I, combination gets yeah. them there. The Seahawks have gone from great to terrible. <laughs> on one side of the football to great to terrible on the other side of the football and back up to great. Like, that's you started, started, two two yeah. more rings expected out of that, bro. Niggas, you got to get to the playoffs, bro. And then but everything got to come together, bro. Think, and he going to get his five touchdowns either way. Well, I'd I mean, give it to him with more one more ring, though. What you need? What 